Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Father-Son Packers podcast, your brand new source for Packers news, notes, and analysis. My name is Tommy, and as always, I am here with my co-host, my dad, Matt. Dad, happy Halloween. How are you doing? Happy Halloween. We had trick-or-treaters. Nice. So put that on, was uh, fun. Put on a couple movies in the front yard, it sounded like. Yep, yep. Projected some uh, movies on, onto the... Onto a sheet in the in the on the on the garage, and uh, one of the kids said, "You've got the best decorations in the neighborhood." Hey, so. that's that's a vote of confidence that I would always take. But anyway, we are coming to you now Monday night, following the Packers' last night Sunday night loss to the Buffalo Bills, twenty-seven to seventeen. Covered the spread, but it does send the Packers to three and five on the season, and we're here to break that all down for you. But first, just to plug a couple of things. Come follow us on Twitter, at FatherSonPacker. We would really appreciate it. It would really help our numbers. From there, we tweet Packers articles that we find interesting, any Packers news items, including injury updates. We tweet about upcoming episodes, new episodes. So just come give us a follow over there. We would really appreciate it. And then on YouTube, Father Son Packers Podcast, if you want to come subscribe. All of the episodes are available there as well. And subscribing to that channel would give us a lot of help with our numbers, and we would really appreciate it. So if you could do those two things, we would really appreciate it. But, Dad, are you ready to break down this game? Yeah, let's go ahead and take a look at this game, see see what we think of it, express our thoughts, hopes, dreams, fears, (laughs) etc. You know, a little conglomeration of all of them, a witch's brew, if you will, a little eye of Newton there, some spooky-themed... Bubble, toil, and trouble... Yes. Toil and trouble is basically what we've been going through the last four weeks. Yes, and I actually... Let's start with our gut checks. But for me, I thought that this was the best they've played in the last four weeks. I thought they played better than they had versus the Patriots, Jets, Commanders, or Giants. I know that they lost. They covered the spread. And I know a lot of people are, like, kind of upset. Like, they just, like, no moral victories. Like, the Bills were thoroughly outplaying the Packers. Yes, the Bills are a thoroughly better football team than the Packers. But the Packers could have folded entirely in the second half. They didn't. They moved the ball a lot better than they had versus some of these other teams. I mean, I don't think many people would argue that the Jets' defense is much better than the Bills' defense or even better at all than the Bills' defense. And they were able to move the ball much better on the Bills' defense than they had the Jets'. Uh, they looked more competent on offense than they had in weeks. I mean, they lost by less than they did to some of these worst teams previously. To me, if there is such thing as a moral victory, this would be a moral victory to me. It kind of depends on how you choose to look at it as the viewer. This game is a lot of, I think, eye of the beholder stuff. Some people are very much like really down about this loss. Other people are really optimistic to this loss. And I think I land kind of as a gut check somewhere in the middle. They... Looked better than they had, though. And I think if they had played like this versus those other teams, they would have probably stacked at least two more wins. That's kind of my gut check. Dad, what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, that that's what we were... And we were talking about this earlier, that we felt that if they played this way the last three weeks, they would have won at least two of those games. Possibly all three. It, so when you talk about... I guess one of the things, if you want to talk about, more, um, you know... Moral victories or not, it's kind of what your expectations are. If you're expecting this team to be as good as the Bills, you're going to be disappointed by this game. But if you've already sort of reset your expectations based on recent weeks and how the team has been playing, then I think you can 
say that moral victories are something because what we're looking for right now is signs of improvement. This was exactly. a game we're not really since we're since the chance of us winning this game was so low. What I most wanted to get out of this game was whether or not the team is starting to play better. Exactly. And I would say looking at this game is yeah. They they were moving the ball better. You know, the run game in the in the for most of the game and the, and even the passing game showed up at the end. It was better than um, it had been. And I know some people like package reporters that this content I really enjoy were saying like if you had like told they were they were looking at it through the lens like if you had told me before the season started that you would like you would ha- like kind of cover against cover a double digit spread against the Bills and be in there like they were like would I be happy heck no and I'm like well yeah but we're not the middle of, if I, of the season anymore I was going to say if I had told you before the season started that you would lose to the Giants Jets and Commanders in consecutive weeks wouldn't I'd feel a lot worse about that than losing by 10 to the Bills I mean, yep. The the expectations at the start of the year, I don't think there's any reason those should be the same expectations right now. There's there's the, a chance the standard, that by the there's a chance that by the end of the year they are competing to the level that we hoped they would. But right now, they just need to put something positive on the field because they've lost three straight weeks to kind of mediocre to bad teams in my opinion i mean i know the giants and jets have really good records but they have some fatal flaws that should be more easily exploited against top level competition and i think losing to the bills by 10 is the least of their worries after losing three straight i mean they looked they looked much better this week than they did the past three four weeks and i mean bailey zappy took him to overtime and the bears just beat the crap out of him so right if you look at it even from the preseason when we were thinking we were going to be contending to lead the NFC by this point in the season, it was not unreasonable to think we could lose te- lose this game by 10 because of all of the factors that were stacked up against us in terms of bills at home where we've never won, ever. Bills off history. the bye. Bills off the bye and the bills being a really good team. Yeah. So There's a reason I, the spread was 11 points. <laughs> There's a reason so, the spread was 11 points. So I take I come away from this game not trying to gauge whether the Packers are playing like they look like they're at the Bills level. I wasn't I was past that at this point. I'm yeah. looking to see I'm comparing the Packers now to the Packers last week and the Packers 2 weeks ago and the Packers 3 weeks ago and trying to figure out is is there any hope for them to get better and better as the season goes on. And I would say, I look at this game, and I think, yes, they are screwing up less. They are starting to do more of what we're hoping for. Now we have to see if they can, you know, build on this. Yeah, and, and I mean... To, to get some wins. I'm not going to sit here and tell you this was a great performance, but it was a better performance than they'd been right. putting out there. Like, there's at least a direction for this team. They leaned on the run game. They ran the ball well. They played some decent opportunistic defense. They hit a few deep shots, and we're going to get into all of this as we get deeper into the game. But I think that there's definitely some some positives to take away from this game. But, Dad, do you want to kind of move into the rest I, of our breakdown? Well, I just want to say one more thing about here. If you think about the Bills have been just boat racing teams. And yes. building up leads and crushing them. Building up leads and keep building those leads. Like They have been and, hanging 40 right. on everyone they play. And the idea that 
the Packers' ability to kind of keep it close and hold serve, as it were, for a while after the Bills got the lead is something that most of the rest of the teams they played have not been able to do. This is true. So that's why I don't think it can be completely thrown out because we've been able to do something against the Bills that most of their opponents have not done. Yeah, because so I know some you could people say have, that some people have the argument. Low. Yes, and some people have the argument that the reason the Packers were able to move the ball is that the Bills let up. And like we talked about before we started recording, the Bills haven't let up on anyone else. I mean, they've been hanging 40 on every single other team and scoring at will in the second half, and the Packers held them to three points in the second half. It's not nothing. It's it's no, not it's, it's not nothing. You can it's not about, argue about how much it is. Yeah. But it is something. Yes. And, and so, honestly... And, and, and what I take it is, it's something that I think you could say is, we're moving in the right direction. That's all. Yes. We're moving in the right direction. Yes. And But anyway, let's get into the rest of this game breakdown. Unfortunately, along with the loss came several injuries, which we're going to break down now. Um, but previous, uh, before the game started, on Friday... Um, Elton Jenkins popped up on the injury report with a foot injury. So not his knee that had been surgically right. reconstructed, but a foot injury. And he and was, that one, went, he, that one went right over my head. I missed that entirely that his limited there was a new injury. Yes. And his, he was able to try to warm up. He was a game time decision for the game. He tried to warm up for the game and it did not go well. So he did not play. So Zach Tom started at left guard in his place. It went Bakhtiari at left tackle. Zach Tom at left guard, Josh Myers at center, John Runyon at right guard, and Josh Nyman at right tackle. And turns out, according to Matt LaFleur, Elton got stepped on in practice on Friday, I believe is what he said, and that's why he was unable to go. But so that was one injury that kind of, I think, hampered the Packers in, to some extent, especially with pass protection, which we'll get into. Yeah. Uh, Bakhtiari, on the other hand... I was going to say, just about Jenkins, after learning that it was his foot, I'm less concerned. Yes. When I just first heard Sunday mornings, like, oh, he's out there warming up and is leaving with a trainer. I'm like, holy crap. What's going on? Do you have a, do you have a setback? This is actually less troublesome than a setback on the knee. Yeah. Long, for the rest of the season. Yeah. And, and for the rest of his career. Because, yeah. you know, you get stepped on your foot. Like, yes, it'll hold you out a game or two, but it's not something where... Well, knock on wood, obviously, but it's not something where there's a whole lot of long-term concern there. He was able to at least, they thought he might be able to play at least, is something that's there. Yeah. Um, going down the injury report, Bakhtiari was able to play the entire game. I think this is a big step for him. On the road, after a flight, in the cold, played every snap. I think that's a really good sign for him. On AstroTurf. On AstroTurf. Yes, that's another good point. He was able to play the whole game. I think that's really positive injury news for him. Um Unfortunately, some negatives. Um, Devontae Campbell had to leave with a knee injury, but Lafleur said there's not a whole lot of concern long-term and that it's looking like it's going to be more of a uh, short-term thing. He might miss this week, but at least we might have him back soon. And then uh, Christian Watson, unfortunately, on about the third play of the game, suffered a concussion. Just really he tough looked fast in that play, too, and then he got down and hit, and hit in the head, and his head was driven to the ground, and Snack yeah, bent and, it looks know, just... it looked worse than it actually ended up being. I know a concussion is very serious, but it looked like he had hurt his neck, and they initially brought the board out for him, but they were able to. Um, he was able to walk off on his own power at least. 
I think yeah. is is so, the positive there. Hopes for you know this him to get over this quickly. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, I think even his mom was tweeting about how how it looked and how it horrible people on Twitter can be. Yeah. Tell me about it. But it, it looked worse than it ended up being, which is at least a positive. Hopefully, he can progress to that concussion protocol quickly. And Matt Lafleur did say that he was—he seemed in decent spirits in the locker room after the game, and that he talked to him. So, mostly positives there. Could have been a lot worse. Um, Preston hurt his shoulder during the game and had to come out. Pretty uh, Preston late. Smith, and, that is. Yeah, and, late in the game. I unfortunately, haven't heard anything more on him since. Yeah, so we're I gonna have to keep an eye on that in practice today. Um. Beyond that, Sammy Watkins got looked at on the sideline a little bit. Uh, did you see if he came back in after that? I don't know. I haven't gone back. I, I, I failed to go and in through the play-by-play the, to find out if he came back in after that. He was kind of invisible all game long. Yeah. Really? He, so he I, just I, couldn't get open. Yeah. Couldn't at all. He had that one catch early for the first down, and that might have been his only catch of the game, right? Yeah, I think so. And then... So hopefully he'll be all right, and then we'll keep an eye on that in practice this week. And then A.J. Dillon went down really awkwardly on an <laughs> almost horse-collar tackle, not really a horse-collar, but kind of that type of tackle, and his knee really bent up under him. Got pe- got pinned under the tackler as he got bent sideways. That looked a little scary, actually. And somehow was back in the next series and played the rest of the game. So I know it sounded really bad, but I guess he's okay. I wouldn't be surprised if... It hurts a lot more the next day, and he's limited this week. But he was able to at least return to the game and put up some decent uh, numbers. Dylan had a pretty good game, I thought. Um, but those are the injury updates. Uh, the big ones to keep an eye on going forward are how Watson progresses through concussion, Jenkins, how he's how his foot heals up, and if he'll be able to go for this Lions game this coming week, and then Campbell's knee, obviously, and Preston's shoulder. Um, two big ones. Uh, Preston especially because they don't really have a lot of edge depth right now. And then Campbell because he's the green dot. He's usually the one calling plays. And the Packers were without both of their linebackers in this game, which we'll yeah. get and into. Get McDuffie. McDuffie had the green dot. Uh, yeah. When he played like eight snaps in his career or something before that. So on Buffalo offense. native. I mean, on defense. Buffalo and native. He, right, he, he got to play in front of his uh, home home crowd, as it were. Yeah. Home, home uh, hometown. Anyway, Dad, do you want to get into our... More deep dive game breakdown? Sure. So let's you go offense. Yeah, let's let's start with first. the offense. I think let's first start with because in our pregame we talked about this a little because our expectation for this game was not for the Packers to win, but there were some things where if the Packers offense had done these certain things, we would feel a little bit better. And so based on the things we had in the pregame, the first one was offensive line communication. We felt like going into this game, if the offensive line could execute better with their quote-unquote new group that they had originally introduced in the Washington game, and if they could pass off stunts and twists better than they had previously, we would feel pretty good about at least the offensive line going forward. And with Tom taking Elton's spot, it is another new offensive line group starting for the Packers again, which... Not ideal and does set up another problem for that. But, Dad, I actually thought that the O-line communication looked pretty good. There weren't too many completely blown assignments, I think, or not as many as there were at the start of the year. No, a lot less. Maybe there was one. I'd have to you know, maybe go back and look at the All-22. But if it may, and then maybe Buffalo didn't try to stunt and, and do as much. But I didn't see so many just like, 
two guys going in opposite directions away from one one pass rusher. Somewhere. Yeah, there may have been just one play of that on the right side. I'd have to go back and look. And it beyond that, definitely improved. I I think so, and, and, I, and know... I think I think we're getting kind of we're we're on a, a an upswing for offensive line play. I would say uh, from what it was. Yeah, they three, just four, need five to weeks ago. get. They need to get snaps with the whole group there, and getting Elton back at that guard spot will be helpful because I know Tom's in a tough spot. But I just don't think he's a guard. I think he's a tackle, which we'll talk about. But that, and then the other thing from the offense that we wanted to see was just kind of tying into that less mistakes, less shooting themselves in the foot. And I thought they did that again. I thought they did that pretty well. They didn't have nearly as many drops as they did versus Washington. No, there was like the one from Toure, and I don't know. And that one was kind of low. Yeah, it was a tough catch. I don't know. I didn't remember a lot of other drops, actually. So I thought they cleaned that up a lot better. And less, less just, it looked like less miscommunication on how the plays were drawn up. Less people running the wrong routes, it seemed like. Um, there were a couple problems with, like, the two-minute drill with guys it taking a while to communicate the play down. But, you know, I feel like that's just to be expected. It's Yeah, they had so many new guys out there. But you didn't get all these procedural penalties. There weren't so, there weren't so many holding penalties, which p- killed, like, three drives last week. And, like, all of the... Um, Misalignment. There were still starts. there were still a decent was, amount of penalties, but not nearly as many. It as wasn't as bad as last, last week. week. Yeah, last week I, was I just think I think the offense took based on our goals for this offense, which is mostly just stop making terrible mistakes. I think pretty good. You know, I think they they definitely made strides from last week. Um, beyond that, the other let's just go into the good things. Um, the offense ran the ball really well this game. Aaron Jones had 20 carries for 143 yards, 7.2 yards per carry. He looked like a pro bowler out there. AJ Dillon had, I think, his best game of the year: 10 carries for 54 yards, 5.4 yards, yards per carry. Beyond that, they actually stuck with the run, even though they were losing, which is something they almost never do. But they actually they stuck with what was working. I know it kind of is tough because you were down 17. And the clock was running a lot, but they won time of possession because of that, which is like whoop de doo. They won time of possession and lost by double digits. But I just like the idea that they stuck with the run even though they were down, which is not something they've always done in the past, even though we've kind of begged them to do it. And the run had a lot of success against a very good run defense. Um, yeah, I know you had a little bit to, to say about the run as well. Yeah, it was, it was close to a 50 50 split, too. The. Uh... Um, passing and running. That have to look at you know uh, game neutral script early on in the game. I think they were running more than they were passing, and they they, they started passing at the end to try to hurry up. But I had that both Joe Jones and Dylan looked really good. I thought Dylan especially seemed to be going a little faster than he had recent weeks, where he seemed to be just kind of hitting a wall. He was able to, and both of them I thought did a lot of work after contact. Jones it was not like, always. It was not always blocked cleanly for them. No, they, uh, they had to make Dylan guys miss. Was getting hit, and he was driving. I remember the one play. It's like, oh, he's hit. It's like, oh wait, he's still going. Oh, he's got it all the way down to only one yard left. Yeah, from I was the announcers. Like, they were surprised. They were like calling the play de- done, and then he gets like another four or five yards there. There going were two up or three the, of those uh, behind Tom, I think, on the left side. And there he had were two or three of right those side. where, where they, they had him dead to rights in the backfield, and he ended up with at least two yards going forward and. Right. I mean, he and this played well. is 
Yeah, I think this is more what we saw last year from Dylan, where he had a lot of um, making his own yards that that were not given to him by the offensive line. And uh, so it was nice to see him get a, looking a little bit more like he's on that, you know, maybe getting back to form what we expected from based on last year's play. And, yeah, and Jones, some- I mean, he was just killing. He looks so fast getting around the corner and, you know. Or, they or had no answers for him. They had no answers yeah, for him at really all. Good. Yeah. Um, beyond that, some positives for the offense. Uh, I thought the young receivers played pretty well. Dobbs had four catches for 62 yards and a touchdown. Toure had one catch for 37 yards and a touchdown, but it was a really nice off, like, like kind yeah, of script uh, yeah, play. And then yeah. Amari had one catch for 22 yards that was, it was a really nice catch downfield. It was a nice and, contested catch on the left sideline. And I just think going forward, the young guys just give you a whole lot more than like what is what are these guys not doing that Sammy Watkins is doing? I guess is my question because I just didn't. The offense looks so much sure better with like them out to there. See more Toure, Dobbs, and even Amari Rogers than Watkins. I Free think Amari. You... Amari's a good receiver. I stand by it. Free him. Yeah, he's when he gets the chance on offense the last few weeks he's making plays on offense yeah he's a minus he's he's not a good punt returner he is not i'm not gonna sit here and lie to you and tell him he's a good opinion i think people's opinion of him as a as a wide receiver are you know affected by his struggles as a punt returner yeah and i know a lot of people on twitter were 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 saying this but i'm just gonna say it again for anyone who missed it that samori toure like off script play Rogers is gonna love that. Rogers yes. is gonna love that. He's gonna he is going to get more snaps because of that one play. <laughs> because that is exactly what I know a lot of people on Twitter said. That's what Dobbs didn't do last week that Rogers wanted him to do. Where he's coming across, going from right to left. I think it's a deep post, and Rogers. That's the the call is like a rollout going that way, and well, it Rogers just gets blown up. Right. And but then. Rodgers has to buy time. Toure looks back, realizes Rodgers is coming back the other way, and completely breaks his route off and and takes a hard right turn because he sees that Rodgers is going that way too. And that's the kind of play. That's the kind of like right mental connection so, that's not there with the he's rest. He's moving of these with Rodgers to make the throw easier, and at the same time leaving the defensive back in the dust yes, by and- reversing field so quickly. And that'll get him more plays. And speaking of Rodgers, I actually had him also as a good thing for this game. Um, I thought he looked better than he had since the Bears game, I think. Um, Jacob Morley on Twitter had him at 3 of 5 on deep passes uh, for 82 yards and 2 touchdowns. Um, It actually looked like he could throw the ball downfield in this game, which I wasn't entirely sure. They were able to take a lot more snaps under center. That's the other positive I had for this game. They're actually going under center. The previous three games was all shotgun. And for some reason, the only thing they can run out of shotgun is an RPO. And it's just super predictable. But they were actually going under center. They were running play action under center. No, Rodgers doesn't generally like to do that because he doesn't like turning his back to the defense. But it's working. And so they're going to have to stick with it. So my positives are Rodgers. I know he only had like 200 passing yards on 30 attempts. I think part of that was just uh, like they were just running the ball so well they had to stick with the run. Um but, and he didn't have a good game. I'm not going to sit here and tell you he had a great game. But it just looked like he was capable of having a good game going forward. Like, it's he's not 
totally broken where he can't throw the ball downfield anymore, I guess is what I took out of his performance. And so I know it's yeah. kind of like a another weak award, but it was it was encouraging based on yeah. how he I also since you're talking about Rodgers, uh, I also had something about his – the ball just looked like it had more zip on it when it left his hand this week to me. Yeah, those deep I know that balls. sounds like a total football th- guy thing. It's like, man, that ball, the ball just looked better coming out of his hand. But, but I mean, it, it did. It, it just looked better coming and, out of his and hand. And I think it maybe his thumb is getting better, even though it was taped today. And there's someone was like, does that look swollen? It, it just – you know, like the throw – He was he was grabbing Ray. at it. He was grabbing at it a lot less than he had been in previous mm-hmm. weeks, I think. And so – I'm actually hoping that it's the thumb that's been the problem because that's a fixable problem as opposed to he's just done. Between those choices, any fan should choose, I hope it's his thumb that's the problem and that it's going to get better as opposed to he's just cooked. Yeah, and I mean, what are the odds? That team thumb is getting better and that he's starting to throw the ball better. His deep ball was – because we've seen how crappy – could not hit the their, ball outside of a barn. Their deep shots yeah. were the, um, earlier this year. It's like it, it's had like a couple of just miraculous catches, and that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. The fact Toure is the most wide open they've had somebody downfield, except for except for the Christian Watson one, Watson one in game in, in game one. That was before. That was that actually well thrown ball. Injury, though, yeah, that was pre thrown injury. It was a well thrown ball, and he was open. But yeah, and just so many, so, so I, many, so many fewer. Balls just in the dirt, like that Washington game and the week before in the Jets. So many, just so yeah. many balls just off in the target dirt, low, off target low. Yeah, there were Couldn't a few of those. Guy. There was the one to Toure that you could call a drop because he let it go between his elbows. Didn't yeah, quite. It was low it, though. But it, but it that wasn't ball was a little. That ball was a little low. But there weren't as many of those as there were just a week ago. Yeah, where he had a lot of low that were either drops or in the dirt. Um, all, so all we're looking for better. is improvement. All we're and looking thought, for is know, improvement. Nice contested catches by Dobbs and Amari. Oh man, that first Dobbs touchdown or that that the Dobbs that touchdown. catch was insane. Sheesh. While he's getting his right arm ripped away, he switches it, cradles it with the left, gets the feet down. That was a beautiful catch. That's that's course, the like Packers catch. Why does so it far? have to be so freaking hard? Which the announcers talked about too, and that's why you know the, the Toure where you're able to go off script. And find the open space and get the attention is really nice to see. And hopefully we'll get more of that. Yeah. Do you have um, any more um, positives for the offense? I have a couple more positives. Things. Like, there's obviously the run game and that, that we talked about. But also when they needed to, and of course the other team is expecting, they were actually able to get a quick score finally. Yeah. On the, on the last touchdown, they were like three minutes or something. They were able to move the ball. Um, which is something I don't know if we've seen much of this year at all. Them actually to just you know work the ball, quick passes, and and, and get downfield and get the score, and even and there was some prevent defense in there, but there's a little bit of prevent defense in there, but still it, it was it was worked well. And they, yeah, it's they, like they, are you gonna are you gonna tell took, me that took the advantage. other teams that were up double digits on us weren't <laughs> playing prevent defense? Like we weren't scoring on prevent defense <laughs> right. in the other weeks, so. So mm-hmm. right, so th- so it actually looked more competent in uh, trying to get down the field um, quickly when they needed to. Yeah, um, and they got a couple explosive plays. So the the touchdown to Touré, I think, is their longest one of the year. And so they had at thirty seven yards. I think I, heard, I forget who who I heard say that. And then the the one to Dobbs was like twenty six yards, I think. So they they were to get 
lo- longer, uh, more explosive, more plays, air yards, which they and, need. Uh, get some explosive, and yeah, had some explosive running plays too. That uh, Jones had a thirty-two yarder, and Dylan had a twenty-seven yarder. So they're able to get some more explosive plays, which will hopefully get us out of this grind. The yeah. problem with the grind is if you have to do fourteen plays in a row with the Packers' current makeup, the chance of one of those going wrong is high when you have to do it 14, 14 good ones in a row. They're in the so modern nice NFL in the modern up. NFL, you have to be able to hit shot plays once in a while to be a good offense. More than once in a while. You have to be able to create shot plays and chunk plays in the modern NFL to be a good offense. It's just how yeah. it is. And my last and, good thing that I wanted to add oh did you have more don't, on no that? go ahead. If you have if you have one more good thing, go ahead. So I thought DeGuara looked good as a lead blocker. Oh, DeGuara I know so that good. PFF gave him a bad grade. And this is I one disagree. I do not agree with. Yeah, disagree heavily. Um, he looked so and good. I don't know what they were grading because he had a, he had a lot of um, cases where the, he helped make those running plays happen. Yeah, I thought DeGuara looked great. I would love to see more DeGuara. Um, I'd love to see him more as a receiver too. I I don't know why. And let's, let's start because it wasn't all good on the offense. We're, I think we're nope, generally we can, taking. We can switch over to the bad things yeah. now. I think we're generally taking a more optimistic view on this game than a lot of people are, because it had been so bad the last three weeks. But there was definitely not. It was not all positives for the offense. Um, I have several negatives written down. I would like to see Deguara used more as a receiver, and I'm going to lead into my negative is why are we calling so many like two and three yard quick passes to guys with no juice? Or putting them in terrible situations. Like, I know Tunyon is... Tunyon's solid, but what is he supposed to do when he catches a ball facing the line of scrimmage two yards downfield with a guy sprinting at him at full speed unblocked to tackle him? We we ran like two or three of those. <laughs> he's supposed to just, gain two yards is what he's supposed yeah, to do on that play. That w- and that would be bad for a run play. That would be considered an unsuccessful run play. I don't understand why the these quick like RPO dump-offs to Tunyon for two yards and he just gets smacked immediately but from in the back. I don't know why those are a... <laughs> it seems like those are a staple of the offense. And I'm not entirely sure why. Whatever you know happens, what I'm hoping? What, whatever happened to... No, whatever happened to these, like... Up the seam? No, whatever happened to these plays where tight end comes in motion from across the formation and sometimes sometimes blocks the edge, and some, but sometimes fake blocks the edge, Rodgers rolls out and dumps it off, and it's a free 8 to 10 yards. They've, they, mm. Have they run a rollout? Yeah, yeah. Especially, especially going weeks? to the right side. Especially for the for those tight end plays, I remember a lot of them going to the right side. And those are the plays where Tunyon was thriving, and for some reason they haven't. I don't remember one of those in almost this entire year. It's like they never you know, run that we anymore. Were talking about this little uh, yesterday, earlier today, about I'd like to see more rollouts. I don't think we've seen very many of them. And maybe if once we uh, the team feels more confident in the offensive line, we'll. But a rollout get away from be, all of these. But uh, yeah, rollout, rollout should be that, easier so, for the offensive line. And that's one reason why I'm not sure why we haven't been seeing it. So they could criticize the team planning move the, for that. Move the but, pocket. But these two, make but it these easier. Two yard, these two yard dump offs. I'm hoping we cut down on those as the as there's more confidence in the offensive line. Yeah, and then 
My other, some other tough stuff I had, speaking of the offensive line, uh, I don't think Zach Tom is a guard right now, at least. Um, I don't think he physically weighs enough to handle these bigger interior guys. I mean, Ed Oliver was giving it to him all night long, it felt like. He, he actually was a really solid run blocker, I thought. But in pass protection, I mean, PFF only had him as giving up two pressures, a sack, and a hit. But I, I'll tell you, it felt worse than that. And he just looks so small. I mean, Andy Herman had a really funny joke on uh, Pack-A-Day this morning that he was like, who looks bigger out there, Zach Tom or Mercedes Lewis? And it's actually a good point because it's kind of close. Because, I mean, Zach Tom, I think he was excellent at tackle. I just don't know. I mean, I just don't think he can really hang at guard. And it's a little, it, it does sting a little extra that they're playing a guy. So they drafted Sean Ryan in the third, a guard out of UCLA. And they're playing. They're they're choosing instead to play a guy they picked after him, and at a different position, instead of Sean Ryan, who's not even active. When they have two guards who are normally ahead of him injured, isn't that something? Like that's how yeah. far down buried Sean Ryan is on the depth chart. That two guards are hurt ahead of him. He's still not active, and they're playing a tackle, a rookie tackle, picked after him at guard instead of. That's that's crazy to me. And we do is just hope he gets better. Like, I mean, Hanson's played, and after his first, almost first training camp, I thought there was no chance for him. So maybe, maybe Ryan will get better and uh, be able to play in the future, but it's not, it's not looking like this year. I had also some stuff on the past pro. Were you done talking about your uh, criticisms of the, pa- the past pro? Or, I mean, I had kind of similar things about, and they, you know, there's like the play where Oliver, I think it was Oliver who just walks Tom right back into Roger's lap. Though somebody's also um, collapsing the pocket from the other side as well at the same time where he had nowhere to go. And and I think several people got beat. Um, they're getting beat up the middle um, and getting beat off the edges. Though they did do a pretty good job, I felt, against Von Miller. I think Rousseau was getting pressure and... And yeah, I didn't. Boogie Basham. Rousseau got several pressures. I'm not sure if um, Basham or um, Von Miller really did that much. Yeah, I didn't. But, hear, uh, I didn't hear Von Miller's name hardly all night, which I think is a testament to how well they they at least game either game plan for him or how well Bakhtiari and Nyman pass blocked. Because I know Nyman didn't great upgrade yeah. as a run blocker, but but I saw you know Nyman getting beat, Tom getting beat, Runyon getting beat, Bakhtiari got beat, but. Though there may have been one or those nullified by a penalty that I, you know, I was watching. It's like, oh man, it got beat there. And one of the times that Naimi got beat, the pass rusher, he was complaining about the pass rusher. You look at the play, like, yeah, he he got he uh, took a you know, right took Naimi got it right in the chin. Yeah, Naimi got face. some. I remember that hands to the face that didn't go called, and it's tough. I I thought the refs were yeah. tough in this game. They they were a little rough. That that one in the offensive pass interference against Tunyon that was <laughs> that's the that's the worst the ex- one. The exact same play as the Stokes uh, illegal contact from last week. Exact same, except they called it on us this week on offense, and it negated a touchdown that took four points off the board for the Packers. So that's tough. Um, yep. Other negatives not related to offensive line. Um, the last one was the drive after the Bills' first touchdown. I mean, we talked about how they did a really good job sticking with the run throughout the game. This was a part where they did not do that. They went pass, pass, pass. Uh, first down, they had a flea flicker t- um, t- that just incomplete, deep shot. And what was it? Someone said, 
you would have bet any amount of money in your bank account that after the Bills scored, they were taking a shot. They're just doing a deep <laughs> shot downfield, 100% on first down, and it's a guarantee. And I understand the idea. I mean, you're punching above your weight. Like, these these guys are better than you. And you're going to have to hit some of those to win. But, I mean, I don't know. It, it went from that to second down short pass to Tunyon for three yards. The the staple of the offense is short dump offs to Tunyon, and we love it. Uh, I love you, Tunyon. It's not your fault, but I just don't like those play calls. Uh, and then third down short pass to Jones for two yards. And then the Bills come down and score on the next drive, and you're immediately down 14 to nothing. And you're chasing the rest of the game. Uh, that drive, I think, was kind of the... I don't know about nailing the coffin, but it really set they, you back. They were, you they were behind there. the chains the whole... I mean, behind the, behind the score the whole rest of the game after that. And I, it was funny, I had the exact same comment of one of my bad things was that... You know, that, like that kind of risky play going for a flea flicker, a low probability of working after the... The Bills, and that essentially, you know, started the three and out by by going for that downfield, and you know, but it's like, did they just did they panic and abandon the plan, which actually worked pretty well? They were able to move the ball, you know, for a while before they got the turnover on downs on their yeah. first possession. And, and my and other the run game was working. Speaking of turnover on downs, my other negative is the fourth down play calling. Um, the first one, there was pressure, and I mean, it's it's tough. Uh, they went to pass and tried to hit Dobbs on a quick thing. And I think the first read wasn't there. And then he missed it to Dobbs because there was pressure right in his face from Ed Oliver. And, you know, that's tough. Just doesn't work sometimes. But the second one, I mean, it's fourth in a yard and a half, fourth in two yards. And there's 10 dudes in the box. And you just run it for negative one yards. I mean, I know we're, we've said before, like, hey, if there's an eight-man box, it doesn't necessarily mean you can't run. But when there's 10 guys up there and there's no one else, I mean, and it's a yard and a half. It's not like it's like half a yard or a yard. I mean, it was a long fourth and one. I don't know. I mean, if they pass there, I think we do question it the other way. If they pass there and don't get it, I think we question it the other way. So it is a bit of a tough situation. But Maybe they try to run run, run outside or off I tackle mean, or something. And there's no guarantee you, it worked. You, I just, I no, think it's an not. interesting, I, I just thought it's something to point out that I didn't love that decision there. Yeah, and I think in this game, a lot of what the run blocking was is more of a finesse blocking with, uh, you know, pin and pull and, and, and move in space and Well, and pin and pull is more of a power, but, but yeah, they, but I think they did run a little I more think they were, outside they were, zone, it seemed like, today. Moving in play, rather than just bullying the guy on the other side. That was not what they were doing for run blocking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of all I had for the offense. Did you want to move over to defense? Um, let's see. I had... For the bad things, like you already mentioned, the hurry-up drill on the last field goal was kind of a mess with a lot of wasted time. Yeah. And that Watkins was mostly kind of invisible in this game and just couldn't get open. Yeah. I, so let's in, go on yeah. to the... Uh, the defense. So the, the things the we wanted to see from the defense, like we said with the offense, uh, going into this game, we wanted to see Campbell and Walker slow down Josh Allen's run game. Uh, unfortunately, Campbell got hurt and Quay Walker got ejected for shoving a... Uh, member of the Bills practice squad who was not dressed on the sideline for really no reason. It, it, you look at the replay and you're like, what are we really doing here? Um, yeah, he just, just let us... like lost his cool over... I think he just totally misunderstood what was happening. Yeah, as he far said, as I can tell. Did you watch his um, postgame? Or, like, I didn't. I heard he was pretty emotional about it, but I yeah, didn't Yeah, he cut it short because he it. 
he cut it short because he started to cry and and he left. But um, he was very emotional after the game, and he said that he thought the guy shoved him in the back while he was on the ground and he pushed him back. But you watch the replay and the guy's just helping him up off the ground and. I, I don't know. I think it's just one of those things he let his emotions get the best of him and he's going to have to learn th- from it. Yeah, I think he just didn't realize what the guy was doing. And even if he There's, did. Yeah, you can't lose your cool. Don't even do that. Was pushing him. Yeah. That was just, just, yeah, that's just dumb. And if I mean, the guy I, was pushing you, you're going to get the call. You're going to get penalized. Yeah, and then. So, and I don't then, think he's going to get. No, he's not going to get suspended. He's, they said that maybe they would fine him, but it, it actually it turned out that it wasn't actually a coach, but a player. Um, that he pushed would have probably changed what the call was on the field. But Maybe it doesn't matter as a fifteen because that fifteen yard penalty is happening no matter what, which was a terrible thing to take at the time. Yeah, and then so Josh Allen ended up with six carries for forty nine yards, uh, including a scramble on third and fourteen for a first, which was really back breaking early. Um, so they didn't really slow down Allen in the run game at all, but they also didn't have either of the starting no, linebackers. And, and Savage didn't slow down uh, Allen's run at all. We'll get into that. Um, and then the other, <laughs> then the other thing we wanted to see from the defense was don't fall apart in the second half. Like they had the last the last three weeks, they had completely crumbled in the second half each time. And you know this time they held it together in the second half. They got a couple of turnovers, which we'll talk about, and they only gave up three points in the second half. I think is if that's correct. Yeah, because they won the second yeah. half ten to three. Yeah. Only gave yeah. up three points in the second half, and people can be like, hey, the Bills were sleep. People are saying, hey, the Bills are sleepwalking out there. Didn't sleepwalk against any of the other teams. And I think the the real argument against it is just Josh Allen gave you a couple gifts, one of which was inside the 10-yard line. And that's fair. But sometimes you got you, got, you still got to take advantage of those gifts. You still got to make the plays when those opportunities are given to you. Um, beyond that, though, I thought the defense was disappointing. I want to start with the bad, if that's all right. And the Quay Walker okay. ejection kind of leads into this. But, man... The Packers' defense is really undisciplined right now, and I think this is like the the main thing is just such poor discipline, and it really I think stems from coaching. Um, Matt Lafleur was asked today in his press conference very bluntly if he's thought about a change at coordinator. Just straight up asked, "Have you thought about changing defensive coordinators?" And he said, "Oh no, not at all." Um, and I think part of that, the reason people are asking, is because. I mean, so many penalties on the defense, including like stuff after the play. Um, Quay Walker getting ejected for shoving a Bills player on the sideline, just showing a just complete lack of just discipline and control. Really awful tackling. I mean, we talked about Sa- Savage was especially bad today, but the whole team tackled terribly. And I know Josh Allen might be the hardest person to tackle in the fo- National Football League, besides like Derrick Henry, maybe. But I mean. You can't be this bad and be a competitive defense, especially with this many. And then benching Eric Stokes for a few plays for an unclear reason. Just enough to give up a touchdown. Yeah, just enough enough time to give up a touchdown and putting Keyshawn Nixon in and then putting Stokes back in. And then they ask him after the game why he was benched. And he said, I don't know. You're going to have to ask Matt. So it seems like there's not a clear line of communication as to he doesn't even know why he got benched, it sounds like. So... What is the coaching really doing? It's Matt Lafleur said it, they wanted to get a different look out there. I don't really yeah, know what that you, means. If you were to ask me this season, what's the most disappointing part of this team? Is it Rodgers? Is it the wide receivers? Is it the offensive line? Is it the defense? It's the defense. It's, it's the, the secondary. Coach. It's 
No, it's the coaching. Okay, okay. I'm fine it's with that. It's the coaches. Yeah. They're the most disappointing part of this team. It's like, you know... I would put a Bad argument, communication, bad, bad tackling, tackling, penalties, bad penalties, tons of penalties. All these things really should come down to coaching. Yes. Where they're just making bad mistakes. And and I know what uh, something that people are picking. Now I don't of, mean to say that none of those other <laughs> those other aspects would be perfect. I would put <laughs> no, the no, sec- no, don't. <laughs> I would put the secondary firmly in that conversation. I mean, we hyped the secondary up as possibly being the best in the league. Yes. A lot of guys with big contracts, a lot of first round picks, and they're just really average. They're really we have average. The best five secondary in the league. Heard that all summer, all yeah. offseason. This could yeah, it's like these could be the best three like top three corner like yep. that any nobody team else team. has three corners better than us. And they're and just we so have two average. great starting safeties. And the only thing we're missing is like a little depth for that third safety and fourth cornerback, which Actually, those two positions. I was gonna say have, are actually okay. Have been doing great. I know for, it was like, for, was, for their positions. Rudy Ford can tackle at and, least, and, and Keyshawn Nixon is those good. Guys have been playing way above expectation, while our top line um, five have been underperforming. But yeah, speaking of coaching, I'm I'm out on Joe Barry. Um, he had a pretty good year last year. I, I was four weeks ago. Yeah, five he, weeks ago? he had a pretty good Six year last ago? year, and I don't think he, I don't I don't want to take away that they had a pretty good defense last year. I think it was better than the numbers showed, but he's never had a top ten defense by any kind of metric. He's never really shown that his defenses are elite at any one thing. The only thing he really gets out of his defense is his really good linebacker play. They're not even really getting that this year. Uh, yeah, I'm, that was I'm the out. thing they got last year. He was sort of like the, is he really the linebacker whisperer? He got, uh, what's his name for the Rams, got paid after Corey playing. Littleton. Littleton. And yeah. uh, Campbell had the best year of his career. Yeah. But it's not as good this year as the whole defense is taking a step back. Yeah, and I think it's just like, they don't, I don't know if they are listening to him in that room. Like, there's not, it doesn't seem like, is there a leader in that room right now, in the defensive room? I mean... These penal like the penalties and the after, like the play stuff, like that just can't happen. You're giving away free yards to a team that's already better than you. And I mean, I know a lot of people for the coaching point to like, why didn't you have Jair on digs the whole game? And you know, I thought Matt Lafleur gave a really good answer to that. And it's it's really hard to play all man coverage against a quarterback that runs this well because you end up with five guys on the back end turning their back to the line of scrimmage and big old. 240-pound Josh Allen barreling downfield with no one watching he's him. He's already 30 yards downfield before they realize he's he's there. And it's it's a very good point because you do need to keep your eye on the quarterback and you need to play some more zone. But, I mean, it is really tough when Jair holds Diggs to no catches and then 85 of Stephon Diggs' 109 yards are on Rasul Douglas. I mean, Rasul had a really tough game. Yeah. He had the interception, which is nice, but it was kind of thrown right to him. Josh Allen kind of just gave him a gimme, and besides that, Sewell got absolutely toasted out there. I'm done with the Rasul Douglas and the nickel experiment. He is so much better on the boundary. I think you are setting him up for failure. And it's another evidence of bad coaching. I mean, like you said, the coaching has been really disappointing this year, especially on defense. Um, And yeah, I mean, they gave up five straight scoring drives at one point. It's just the defense was, was, was okay in this one. I mean, if you told me that the Bills only put up 27 points... I do think there's some positives. If you told me the Bills only put up 27 points, I'd be like, dang, 
good job defense. And you know, second half, damn, good job defense. Like you, that's pretty good. Uh, but they kind of got ran all over too. Like the main, their <laughs> but, main, but really, posi- all I felt. Well, the main positive finished. was they had the main positive. I think for the defense was they had two turnovers. And they well, actually had a good. lot of pressures, but go ahead and but go with your. I should yeah. get into my my negatives uh, yeah. as well. Uh, yeah. um, you had about the scoring drives and um, the other and, and Douglas having a rough game. I had the same thing about the five scoring straight scoring drives. Um, I felt like they got beat up in the run game, but really that's that first TD drive where they basically it was almost all running. Yeah, Singletary was going for like eight a pop, and had a, I think there was a thirty yarder in there. Yeah. As I mean, well. it's one one long run, but that was also it's the tackling. Like half of, but that was like half of all of his uh, run Singletary's running yards. Was yeah, all, almost all half of it was in that but first drive. But James there were times Cook like ran where for a bunch. James Cook ran for a bunch. Later James too, Cook so. got open as well, and Allen. Yeah. And there were times where like the safety failed to come in and fill. But it's just um, it's it, yeah. those running plays and, to uh, me were just bad tackling. I mean, Savage has him met in the hole. And just stops his feet. You can't stop your feet in the hole. He yeah. got completely and, and, and juked Amos out of the shoes. And had one where he stopped his his feet too. Maybe that wasn't yeah. a running play, but I think he it also was came an to Allen a stop scramble. and just got and got got uh, got beat. Yeah, and, and I had mean, also the the bad tackling by Savage, and not only that, yeah. but also Do you want on to the long fifty three yarder to Diggs that set up the last second field goal in the first half. He kind of gets juked. He gets spun around by Diggs. As do you want to talk about Savage? To come over for the help. Do you want to talk? Um, do you want to talk about Savage? Let's take a second to talk about Savage. Sure. I know a lot of people whose like opinions about the Packers I respect. Uh, Justin Mosqueda, Andy Herman, a few other people have said it's Rudy Ford time. Is it Rudy Ford time? I'm not against it. I'm not either. And a lot of people are because they picked up Savage's fifth year option, which will be fully guaranteed next year. Yeah, I was surprised when they did that after the year he had last year. I, didn't I was think totally, I was fine with had, it, but I was wrong. I didn't think he had done enough last year to merit the fifth year option. Yeah, I mean, I really liked him coming out of Maryland. I was so high on him. He was I mean, one of my guys. Yeah, and, and then I was, he's and I just, was really high on him after um, twenty twenty. He's just hasn't gotten any better. I think he, it's actually he's gotten regressed. worse. Yeah. yeah, he just can't. He forgot how to tackle. He can't tackle anymore. Someone asked him who's a better tackler, him or Haha, and I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. They're both bad. Like he he ch- went with the chicken wing on Josh Allen. Like tried to just hit him with his elbow and completely whiffed. Like didn't and wrap up at all. Whiffed, right, because he didn't try to. He wasn't like trying to center target him. So he's like tr- going on one side to try to get just try to hit him with one shoulder. And because he had already kind of favored one side. It made it easy to whiff entirely. Yeah, I mean on that tackle, that was that was bad. If, and of course, that that's that's like I think almost memeable already. I think it's, people yeah. have been tweeting that play so much. If they can find um, a way to get trade him by tomorrow and get out of that fifth year option, they should because it's it's not a good investment at this point. I don't think there's going to be a taker downgrade in play. Oh yes, I if agree. Rudy Ford is playing instead of instead of Savage. Rudy Ford will present other issues. I don't think he will be as good in coverage, but at least he will tackle. And they just—it's hard to have a good defense when you when your safeties can't tackle. I mean, yeah. 
Anything else on yep. the bad side you want to touch on? I did actually. So I had one thing I wanted to mention because one thing that and we haven't talked about it yet was that they actually had a pretty decent pressure rate. Yes, but that's but they really good. had no sacks from yeah. the defensive front. I mean, there was Josh one Allen sack is, fight. The only two sacks, sack. but they weren't really getting a hand on him much. I think it was actually pretty clean in the pocket. Yeah, their people sometimes was getting um, closing it around them, but they. They didn't really get any hits on him to knock him down. The two sacks was one by Rasul Douglas as he's breaking out of the pocket. And he basically tackles him for a zero-yard sack. I hate that. I hate that it's a sack when it's zero yards. <laughs> we'll um, take those. And, and uh, Wilson just happened to be there when Allen ran out of bounds in the, their hurry-up offense at the end of the half um, for a two-yard loss. And so that was our other sack. Those are our two sacks. They're... They're barely sacks at all. Yeah. They're out on the edge. They're not in the pocket. He's really not getting hit. And so they're having trouble finishing. And um you're getting some pressure, but they're not getting enough sacks out of it. And Gary actually, I felt was kind of invisible this game. Yeah, I mean I actually maybe I kinda agree it, because he had they have him at PFF had him at seven pressures. Didn't really feel like it, did it? It did. It was not very noticeable because I don't think you didn't feel like it really affected uh, Allen's play too much. But Preston was and a I much think that's, more impactful um, player of this game. Yeah, and I think it's kind of a testament to Josh Allen that it didn't really affect him that much. I mean, Josh Allen's a superstar. Like it, it kind of is what it is in some aspects. I mean, he was shrugging off two hundred and fifty pound dudes and just throwing missiles still throughout the game. I mean, he's kind of that guy. But yeah. Um, do you have any other negatives or you want to take that? That was it for my negatives. Let's go on. Let's go talk. Let's, uh, get a little bit of that, uh, good thing taste in the mouth here as we get near the end. And like we said, um, I think that if you told me going into this game that they'd only give up 27 points, I'd be like, okay, yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, they only gave up three points in the second half. That's, that's excellent. I know a lot of people are like, oh, the bills weren't trying. I mean, they were trying against all the other teams in the second half and Packers forced two turnovers. Um, Jair had a really good game. Um, he was targeted five times for no catches, uh, including a pick and three pass breakups. Um, completely locked down Gabe Davis for most of the game. Uh, that was according to PFF. Those numbers were, uh, he had an excellent game. I think PFF had him in like a 90.6, which is like a super elite grade. He was awesome. It's great to see him, um, have yeah. a bit of a bounce back a great, game after great struggling bounce last back game week. after giving up uh, some plays last week. I had yeah. the same thing where he just shut down. Um, Davis and had a great game. And overall, the you know they only gave up three points and they didn't have either of the starting linebackers for most of the game. So you know that's yep. that's it's not that it it's not that bad. Um, it's just like there's I just think the coaching is an issue and some of the players are an issue. But really, like if you look at this game as a whole, this was not that bad of a performance by the defense. Like we said, they had 17 pressures on Josh Allen. It didn't really affect yeah, him that much. Might have he's... been his highest. You're right. So it didn't I affect him that much because he's highest pressure rate against this pressure. year that he's that he's received. Right? Is that, yeah. Did they say I that? Think, I can't remember, Somewhere. but but he's just that good against pressure. I think it's just more of a testament to him that he still played that well. But the Packers D line at least got some pressure. Like I said, only gave up right. three in the second half. Those are my main positives, and the two picks for Jair and. Douglas, it was nice for them to make they they actually made plays. Made the plays defense made plays. Yeah. Yep. And I, I yeah, so what we could hope is that 
having continuing to get a high pressure rate will um, lead to more impact on the offense of other teams and other quarterbacks yeah, that they exactly. did even if you feel like they weren't able to affect Allen as much that that is going to be more impactful in other games if they are able to maintain it which is you know again another thing we're just hoping for you know things to keep improving yeah do you have anything um, more positive for the I defense? did have one more for the US. I thought it was um Preston did a really nice job setting the edge and I thought both he and Enigbare um oh yes Enigbare had a really get, nice game get tackles for loss and I thought Enigbare had another nice game he's really stringing together um a nice series of games as a rookie, I think he's continuing to improve and has really be basically just taken over that third edge rusher by a mile. By a, by a mile now, he is yeah. he is the dude as third edge rusher, and yeah, he had a nice tackle for a loss. Preston had a nice had a nice tackle for a loss, and thought they were doing um, better and better there. Yeah, and anything else for the defense? Or you want to move to special teams? Um, that was the uh, you mentioned. I think we had also overlapping things. Were the good things on defense like we did on, on offense and so my my uh i that was uh everything i had okay for special teams um jack coco really struggled i think is the big thing for me he had three really bad snaps and in that case pat o'donnell played very well because he was able to handle two of them quite well but he the third one was not and they missed the kick because of it um, yeah, Jack Coco was kind of all over the place in this game. He had three really bad, really bad snaps, actually. Like, they were way inside on, like, Jack, like, o or Pat O'Donnell's opposite hip almost every single snap. It was really bad. Yeah, so that, and the other, that uh, bad snap and and uh, kind of throwing off the timing of that last field goal attempt basically, you know, ended, ended the game. You know, they, it's yeah. like, okay, admittedly tiny, tiny, tiny chance, but it more than zero after the field goal it's you know zero it's infinitely more than zero infinitely as many times as much infinitely as zero. times as much not infinitely more and so infinitely times as much as zero so we went yeah. from a tiny chance to absolutely none yeah and they stuck and with amari back at punt returner even though they tried out toure at punt returner pregame i mean i wouldn't have done it but amari was fine today um, he didn't have any like bobbles or or uh, miscues. Yeah, so, and then Keyshawn you know, Nixon had a really awesome kick return for like fifty yards, which was nice. Brought back for a penalty, unfortunately. Yeah. I was like, oh yes, we're getting momentum. Oh no, we're all the way back at this. From the instead of the fifty, we're at the eight. Like, yep. Oh my but we did drive, and I think we scored a touchdown on that drive. That was we still got the touchdown. Off, off I was gonna that say one. still this got ninety two yards. So. Did it really matter? Yeah. <laughs> um, but the other yeah. bad was, um, so the the Bills ended up with their first two touchdowns were essentially short fields. There was the turnover on downs, and so they only had to go 60-some yards. And then their second touchdown drive, they managed to get a 17-yard punt return, despite the fact that the ball bounced and is rolling. And we couldn't get the coverage there in time to stop a 17-yard punt return to basically get it to the 50-yard line. So they, they had to get like a 51-yard drive for that second touchdown. So yeah. that, that kind of hurt. And you can't give the Bills a short field. I mean, their offense is prolific enough as it is. You can't help them at all. Like, Yeah, there's a big difference between starting at your, you know, 30 yeah. instead of the 49. Yeah, I mean, the, I think the special team is still better than it was last year. But let's move on to our closing thoughts. We're getting a little long on time here. 
Um, Dad, player of the game. So I had I had Jones on offense and Jair on defense. It's kind of obvious. I had Jones on offense and I had Jair on defense too. <laughs> they um, both you know, Jones just looks so electric out there. Um, like it's by far their best weapon um, in in the game right now. Yeah, it's it's and, so and obviously the, the offense. Was a, was the lockdown Jay was the lockdown corner that we've been hoping for for this year? Basically, yeah. he, he he put whoever he was covering on a milk carton. Yeah, it's just it, it feels like the offense just goes as Aaron Jones goes, and I mean, I feel like beyond this week, if they play like they did versus the Bills this week, they should have a good shot at beating the Lions next week. And you know, hopefully, they can carry over the rushing attack from this week, and maybe some of the opportunistic defense from the second half of this game into games going forward, I guess is my main takeaway. Yeah. And for me, and we actually talked a lot about it before. What I was looking for was not necessarily a win, but for the Packers to play better than they had. And I would say I got what I wanted in, in you know, from that perspective. And yeah. in that, and so from that, not everything, I didn't get everything I wanted. I got something I wanted. Um, and so I'm hoping that they'll be able to continue to on this trajectory and now string together some wins. You have the, like, yeah. the Lions who have struggled. They can put up points, but their D is bad. And then they have a couple of home games against tough teams. Because they, they, you know, will the improvement carry they over steal a couple wins. home games? Yeah. And that's what we're looking for now to get better and stack some wins together. Exactly, and you can follow along with us. We will be doing a pregame on Thursday for this Lions pod, so for this Lions game. So come on and listen. Like we said before, come follow us on Twitter at Father Son Packer. Come subscribe to us on YouTube, Father Son Packers Podcast. We hope you enjoy this post game, and we hope you enjoy future pregames and post games with us. Until next time, go pack, go, go pack, go. <laughs>